Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like, I don't know amazing. how it's possible, but somehow it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, you know, I say almost guarantee. No, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50 shipped to the lower 48 plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpopproducts.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. We should just put like a, a little... We should drill a hole and put a 22 blank in there with a little primer. <laughs> That'd be a clapper. <laughs> That'd be a clapper. Could you imagine everybody that would freak out? It would probably blow that thing apart. Yeah. It would or blow his that hand thing off, apart. Yeah, or whatever. Just, well, it's just, it's just blank, you know. Yeah. I'll be, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Banana Man. Yeah, yeah. Banana Man. Any update on his hand? No. What hand? Yeah. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Shaka, bro. If you don't know what we're talking about on, on Instagram, you just search the hashtag banana man. And if you see someone playing with fireworks, you know, you're at the right spot. But we're going to start this episode off with one of the funniest things we've seen on Instagram lately. You don't need to necessarily he- see it, but if you hear it, yeah. it works. Here we go. Over it. Sir, I'm not familiar with the incident. I'm just a dis- 
go-kart, we will pull him over. Good luck. He'll stop for no one, and his Honda run like a scouted dog. Best thing for you to do right now is get off his phone and sober up. This line's being recorded. I tell you what, you are lucky I've been drinking. A being sober loosens my tongue. <laughs> my favorite good luck good luck <laughs> this week's podcast episode is brought to you by fuel bomb diesel additive an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts made by diesel enthusiasts ben take it away hell yeah dude so this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time the you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti-gel in there all the time they have cetane in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae and it should also help you in colder climates too should definitely help you in colder climates it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. <sighs> Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been Tyler and Corey from America's Diesel Podcast Company from Spokane, Washington. Uh, you can find us on all the normal podcast avenues by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find us on the social medias. Uh, we do go live on Instagram every Wednesday right around 4.45, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Come have a beer with the boys. Let us know how your projects are going, and uh, you never know who might show up. Uh, also, Tyler, reviews. Oh, yeah. Let's keep those reviews coming in on any podcast. Pod, wow, I'm a little... You finished your first barley juice. I know. Yet. I've only had one drink. Hold on. Reset. <sighs> oh, it's nectar of the gods. Yeah, it's cold. All right. So leave a review on any podcast platform, preferably Apple iTunes. I don't know. That one just seems to be the one that everybody sees and helps us out the most, apparently. apparently. Um, screenshot your five star review. Send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure you include a picture of your truck. And an address that we sent a decal to. It looks just like the logo on our freshy fresh new hats. Hell yeah. Where'd yours go? My son officially <laughs> stole it from me. Yeah. I'm sure it's not the first hat he's going to steal from me, but I kind of like the f- he he's got it. He's like, Dad, that's a cool hat. Yeah. Is that an eagle? I'm like, yeah, it is. Will it fit? And I like, put it on on like three of them. Yeah. And it fit his head perfectly. I was like, well, there it goes. Do you wear it to school? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I'm stoked on it. Uh, lastly, if you are not last, we got a couple more things. If you're a podcast listener, make sure and tell if you are talking to a sales technician, let them know you are a podcast listener. That way they can mark it down the order. If you're placing an order online, uh, there is a notes section. It's very small, but it is there. Uh, just write the word podcast and go through and tally them up every couple days or so. If you place an order and you forgot to, do not worry. Uh, like Bobby today, Chris Yoder, got your orders in there. Just shoot me a DM on the old instagrams or facebook or email lots of ways to get a hold of me let me know you place an order i can make sure and tag it for you and those are greatly appreciated because at the end of the day money does make the world go round and uh this podcast ain't cheap nor is it free we also 
we we are accruing these fancy fancy <laughs> gifts here and i freaking love it we got this one from jake hersher i think that's freight shaking jake I, I could be wrong it, i yeah, could I be wrong but we got another sleepy joe in the bed commander of sleep <laughs> commander yeah. of sleep to go with our other uh bent over joe and and donnie J. oh what's oh. basically all i've done is keep my promise Damn right. Yeah. And some 68 RFE parts wrapped in toilet paper, as per usual. Toilet paper holder. <laughs> it's about all they're good for. 60 yep. RFE. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh. uh, I know, I know. 7 3 guy. I gotta, gotta get the digs in where I can, you know. <laughs> so, I want to get this podcast started with. Uh, so, we have a listener, uh, Elijah, talking about you, buddy, um, who uh, has purchased. A lot of parts from us so i want to personally thank him first off uh but he is a 7.3 owner um and he's got he's got a yeah all right he's got a fantastic build going on he's got like dynamite injectors he's got a full force high pressure oil pump he did some lines on there diesel site water pump um sinister charge piping uh lots of lots and lots of stuff uh those are the uh, gtp 38r gearhead tuning um and we unfortunately got some news yesterday. Uh, he sent Corey, or he sent a ticket in, and Corey got him. What, what was? What did he say on the ticket? You remember? Uh, cylinder wall was blown. Yeah, so he Ooh. toasted a cylinder wall, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. But the reason he was messaging in, and that's the reason one of the things I want to talk about, is that he found a low mileage. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the mileage was, but a relatively low mileage uh, 1996 engine, and he wants to put that into his Super Duty 7.3. And I okay. believe it's an 01 or an 02. It's definitely a Super Duty. I think it's 01. 01, yeah. Um, and I decided to look into it more because my initially I'm always, that, to me as far as I know, yes. Uh, but to double check that, I messaged uh, Corey over at CNC Fab. Yeah. Um, just because me and him talk on a fairly regular basis. Just to like, one of those concur things. Like, yeah. hey man, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but if I say yes to this and it's not the yes, like, I'm screwed. I'm like an idiot. I'm like a total yeah. idiot. Yeah. So the and this goes for a lot of other guys too. If you're thinking about swapping, you know, seven three stuff around, and why the OBS engines are a little bit more sought after for the Super Duties, and mostly it's because of the forge connecting rods. Uh, the '94 to '97 trucks they had the forge connecting rods, whereas the pretty much the Super Duties after '01 ish um, started going to a powdered metal rod, which are good for about four or four and a quarter you start yeah. having some rod issues um so if your goal is more than that if you're looking for more reliability people will you know replace them with the powder metal rods or find an older engine and put them in um and as far as the the just so everybody yeah. knows the difference between powdered and forged right so powdered is powder that's pressed yeah into a rod yeah forged starts as a piece of steel that's heated up and then manipulated to that shape of mm -hmm. a rod that's why they're stronger. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is not to say that any of you guys that have powder metal rods, your truck is like crap. Your engine's gonna blow up. There, <laughs> there are plenty of powder metal rod trucks out there rolling around at like the three three fifty mark with an absolute ass ton of miles on them. Yeah. Sure. Um, so just just keep that in mind. But if your goal or you plan on running it really 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 hard at four hundred or above. Uh, you should definitely keep in mind that your rods probably aren't going to be too stoked. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. Yeah. That's true. So, the does the engine fit? Yes. 
Like, do you need to get into different mounts? No, you know, the, as far as like the engine, the heads, excuse me, like we're gonna talk about like the core engine. Engine, okay. heads, valve covers, all that kind of stuff. Yes, bolts right in, your transmission will bolt right up to it, your, all your accessories on the front will bolt right up to it. Um, where, you, where you're gonna start wanting to make sure that you are, and I assume he's taking all the parts off of his, the power parts off of the newer, the Super Duty engine, put it on the seventh, the older one. Um, but if it's like you're trying to find a whole new engine, just so you know, the you know the plenums, he is gonna have to change the plenums because yep. it has the small two or two and a three eighths inch plenum on there. Yep. So he's gonna have to go to a three inch plenum, which is not a big deal. He can take the plenums off his truck now and put them on there. He's fine. Right. Um, or he can upgrade. Great time to upgrade, obviously. Um, and I assume he's taking his turbo and his up pipes and everything to mount the turbo off of the Super Duty engine, putting on the, the OBS one. That bolts right up. You're good to go there. Uh, the I think the there is a couple sensors that may be in different spots. Like when I say different spots, I don't mean like on the other side of the engine. I mean like a foot over. Like <laughs> like just they might route the uh, the wiring a little bit differently. But that's honestly really really easy to handle. There's not a whole lot of wiring on there, at least if you're a seven three guy. And I know for a fact because one of his orders he did have head gaskets on there. So I know you've been at least that far into the engine. If you have replaced your head gaskets on this engine, this swap is going to be absolute cake. Um, so I, I'm stoked that you're able to uh, to find an engine to replace that. What are you looking up over there? Well, um, are the water pumps different? They are. Yeah. So and valve cover yes wiring or, harness. Yes and no. So valve cover. Yeah. So the you're gonna obviously you, the the core of the engine. I'm talking like the hard parts. The engine. Well, you said all the, the accessories would bolt on, so you're a liar. Well, actually, no. If you look at the the, the <laughs> his accessories from his old stuff, will bolt onto it. Yeah. It'll, okay. It'll it'll. But yeah. 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 His accessories from yeah. his super duty bolt on there. Why not throw it on there? Yeah. Uh, Tyler's being a dick. <laughs> yes, it will. It will. Yeah, no, actually, water pump 94 to 03. Mm-hmm. We sell an Alliance, so yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, oh, never mind. But the, uh, yes, the wiring harness is going to be different, so you're going to want to, like, use the valve cover gaskets, you know, for the... But this is... I, I assume that you're putting your injectors in this, because you have dynamite diesel 74 horsepower injectors. You would assume. So he's... I assume you're probably going to be either putting your gaskets from the old truck on there or buying new gaskets, in which case you're going to buy Super Duty gaskets. So you're good to go there. Uh, valve covers are the same. You're good to go. Um, I forgot where I was. My next one. Oh, sorry, I screwed you up. Yeah, you, screwed, you screwed me up, Terror. <laughs> We're talking uh, water pump. You said you were getting there. Uh, yes, he does actually have the diesel site uh, water pump with the filter on it. Um, Perfect. So that one will <clears throat> go right over onto it, and you'll be good to go there. Good to go. Um, he already has the weld-in style dipstick adapter, so he's good mm-hmm. to go there. I mean, he's he's the pretty. And, oh yeah, so he's, he's, he's oil pretty darn well set. So uh, Elijah, uh, shout out to you for a putting all that time and energy into a seven three. Uh, much respect, and, and b for uh, without trying to sound too cheesy for spending an absolute shit ton of money with this. Like I really appreciate that. Like, like call you know. Let's do a little experiment real quick here. Yeah. Craigslist a seven three engine. Let's just see because last time I looked at a set like. Sometimes I'll just go on Craigslist and just go all for sale and look at all for sale. Yeah. Just so I have no filters, mm-hmm. just everything that's listed for sale. And I, I want to say I found a 7.3 engine. I thought I sent it to you like a while ago. Yeah, it was like 800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, this, the, the engines, I will say, because I am still on the hunt for my truck, uh, yeah. my Facebook is serving me a ton of ads for basically anything 7.3 or Power Stroke related, which is fine. I, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the 7.3, like, lonely engine 
on Facebook. I used to be able to find them. 300 bucks right there. Let's see. Which one's that one? Scroll down. I think I've seen that one before. I think it's locked up. Uh, $300. Post If that is actually... Man, you should go buy that I if that's not locked it. up. <laughs> Shit. Engine ran when we pulled it last summer. Had a lot of blow by and smoked a lot. How much of that can you trust? Yeah. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred bucks, though. It's <laughs> good core. So I mean, you set it out to be built. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, they are out there. Um, most of what I've seen on marketplace recently is all around the thousand dollar range. Have you looked at that truck in Spirit Lake? I have. Of course, you have. Every trust me, every single one. Have I've you looked at have right you looked now. into Cummins at all? Yes. You have. I have. Fully rebuilt. Mm-hmm. So those of you that don't know, or maybe didn't hear, and yeah, trans, it's automatic transmission. Uh, yeah. That uh, I did sell the blue truck, and I'm currently wait, or still trying to sell the F450. Uh, by the time this comes out, there's a good chance it probably has not sold because it's been very slow. But if you are interested, we do have a 2000, or I do have a 2004 F450 extended cab with a badass Bad, Bradford built bed on 37s. It's got like 160,000 miles on it. Uh, never been tuned. Lots of new parts on it. Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't sold yet. Uh, I think we're asking way too high for it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit here because I think if you were to sold it or listen, if it we would have listened when you, you told me, yeah, totally, it would have already been gone. It would have 100. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you the win on that one for sure. Yeah, Hell yeah. one hundy. <laughs> so the next thing is, so it, I don't know if everybody just happened to hear the last couple of podcasts, but I actually got quite a bit of uh, tech emails over the weekend. In the last you? couple of days, yeah, um, and they've all been like, I first off, if you're going to send me questions, like I appreciate that you guys are giving me lots of context. Like yeah. you don't need, you know, like I don't need a novel, but like when I get the one sentence question where I have to like pry more information out of you, right. it's not as fun. Yeah, um, no, I'm not saying all work has to be fun. Well, but at the, at the same, same time, you get a lot of emails too, so it's like you'll you'll yeah. start a conversation and then you might not email back like immediately, so then you have to like go go back and read the first email to exactly yeah decipher the second but if i've got a pretty good written email you know it's like i don't know one of the like one of those long like a when you send them an page. email make sure it's there's no punctuation oh, <laughs> everything's a run on sentence i am a uh, sucker for good grammar um yeah don't be afraid to proofread something before you send it to me yeah just saying <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately try to read them in one breath. Start over. <laughs> Sometimes when I get those, I I want to read them in one breath, yeah, and then only respond to what I was able to read in one breath. Because like, hey man, I tried reading the rest of it, but you didn't put a period in there, so I read as far as my breath could take me, and then I passed out. Yeah, so they're very <laughs> the question I'm going to ask you maybe will be answered afterwards, but I couldn't I couldn't talk that long because <laughs> yeah. you you sent me one extremely long sentence. I'm sorry. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Um, but he uh, it's he's got a he's a younger kid. Uh, I think he's like 18, 19. Um, has a 7.3 with a ton of miles on him. We're talking like over 500. Damn. So it's got a lot. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like he's replaced a lot of the parts on there. I believe it has uh, either like newer injectors or something like that. Um, but he's he's he knows what he's getting into. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest. Like he he's like I listen to the podcast. I know what I'm getting into. I'm not you know I know it's gonna nickel and dime me, but I gotta try and space this stuff out. So yeah. Hey man, cheers to that. Um, but he said he was uh he was driving, heard a somewhat loud and he and everybody's scale of loud is different right um uh pop 
and then it just bellowed white smoke. You and <coughs> excuse me. Um, said so he drove or got it home, and uh, you know he can start it. Idle's real rough, you know, really, really bad, and white smoke. And he said that, and I actually saw his. Uh, it was obviously a bunch of seven three forums on Facebook and stuff like that, uh, but I saw his question come up, um, and the basically the over. But oh, he also said there's no, um, no oil and fuel mixing. I believe is what he said. Let me hold. Oh, let me pull it up real quick here. Um, I'm probably gonna name drop him too. So if you're obviously you're a listener of the podcast, congratulations. You emailed me exactly at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do do do. Sent. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm an idiot. His name's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Was it you? That's a tough <laughs> one to remember, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Started response back. Hi, Ben. First off, great name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we Bens, we stick together. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to read the email out real quick. I'm going to skip whatever needs to be skipped. But uh, uh, hey, guys, the podcast purchased about three months ago a 9973 220 on a swapped motor and 220 on a swapped trans. Uh, the body has 430 on it. Uh, frame is good, just past inspection. Uh, so I was wrong there. Not 500. He's got 430 on it. Uh, yesterday, I had a major breakdown on the highway. I was doing about 35 miles an hour, 800 RPM, and all of a sudden, I hear a small pop, lost power, trunk dumped, white smoke. That is honestly a very good description of what's going on. Yeah. Like, I appreciate I uh, just started white smoke. Like, <laughs> those couple extra factors there. Yeah. Very good. Uh, lost power, jumped white. Uh, no fluids are leaking and no oil fuel in the coolant reservoir. Uh, today, the stuck tri- started up pretty quick. Has a very rough idle and pours white smoke. I didn't run it for more than 15 seconds. Uh, posted my concern on a couple of different forums. Multiple people said injector cuffs blue. Uh, bought the truck with a plow for 3200 and I'm now at a loss as what to do, what direction I should move in. Don't want to throw more than 1500 bucks at it. I'm an 18-year-old college student. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of extra capital. Totally understand that. Uh, he's like, just kind of wondering what I should do. You know, do I part it out? Do I fix it? You know, I wanted to use it as a plow truck for side hustle purposes. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so the first thing that sticks out to me is that he's not doesn't have any, any leaks. So if it is mixing fluids, it's all internal. Yeah. Um, and if you're, and I will say I do not have any direct experience with injector cups blowing. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it sounds like. I've never been around a truck that has cups that have blown. But if you do have a injector cup that has failed, you potentially have the, you have the potential scenario of mixing all three fluids that are in your head, at once. And right. possibly pushing one to the other or dumping them into the cylinder and then out the tailpipe. That's going to be fuel, oil, and coolant. Uh, with no external leaks, you know, I'm inclined to think probably not a head gasket. Head gasket, you probably see some. <clears throat> yeah, white smoke is kind of a thing that can throw you for a loop because it could be, although like black smoke is excessive fuel, so can white exactly. smoke. Exactly. Um, so it could be an injector issue, injector cup issue. I, w- I would agree with that. So my response, uh, part of my response to him is uh, like about the white smoke. And first thing I said is like one of the easiest things you can do right now is, uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but um, with something like this, we all always skip to the worst case scenario. Right. Worst case itis. We all yeah. do it. Yep. Um, I was like, you just hammer some of your basics out real quick and, and that way you know them. Yeah. Because you're going to feel real dumb. We're all going to feel real dumb if you all give us advice, and then you find out it's a boost leak. Right. Like, do I do I think he blew a boot 
and he's like got this tons of raw fuel dumping out probably not but just do me a favor do chart you know do a boost leak test check that out next do a coolant uh coolant pressure test yeah if you've got an injector cup and you've got coolant coming out um well uh, i'm sorry before that is even you know the white smoke we're talking about here right is it sulfury burns your nose real thick you know, like you can almost does taste it, smell it like diesel fuel does it, does it smell <laughs> like diesel fuel or does yeah. it like because then that's going to be diesel that's different if it's you know smells almost a little bit sweet uh, sometimes people have uh, said it smells like pancakes um, that's going to be coolant pancakes i've heard that pancakes really have you ever heard that no no yeah <laughs> oh Okay, I've always heard kind of, of it as being sweet. I don't know what kind of pancakes you're going to get? Yeah. <laughs> but. I, so the the after I saw the thing with, about pancakes, I, I, I said the same thing. I was like, "That's horseshit." That it's absolute horseshit. Because pancakes then, smell amazing. I know. <laughs> and then, your burnt coolant does not smell amazing. Like <laughs> I shit you not. Maybe a month later, I was driving behind some and old shitty like Chevy, and it smelled a little bit like pancakes. I was like, man, it smells like pink. And I'm looking around, and I see this old, fucked-up Chevy. I'm like... <laughs> that guy's... He's got coolant coming out of the exhaust. Is that what, wow. Seriously? Wow, yeah. I've never smelled I that. Like, I never I like, thought that burning was, coolant smelled like pancakes whatsoever. Yeah, he's... he's I was I blown would, away. I would be saying his wife in a passenger seat has got a little griddle going. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Plugged it in, is cooking pancakes. Anyways. <laughs> um... So that being said, if it smells, you know, coolanty or just not like diesel fuel, you know, definitely get a coolant pressure tester on there and try and see if you can expose where it's well, just coming from. Also, your coolant will be low. Yeah, that's a great indicator as well. Start with that. Um, start with that. It's a good visual <laughs> test. Um, if you, if it's a fuel smell, I was like, okay. So if it's a fuel smell, the name of the game here is to. I do have experience with that as far as like an yeah. injector failing, um, a truck not running right on the blue OBS. I was like, the, what you can do, there's a lot you can do like backyard testing to, because the goal here is to narrow down at least what side of the engine it's on to give you a, a place where to look at. Yeah, because the, the, if it was an injector issue and it's dumping fuel, mm -hmm. it could in theory like pre-detonate causing the pop mm -hmm. or post-detonate, whatever you want to. Um, I, it would probably be pre because it's coming up on its compression stroke, and then the post would be all the white raw fuel yeah. getting into the cylinder after the fact. But, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, like the <laughs> I mean, on the Super Duties, on the OBS trucks, you've got two harnesses on each side, so you can technically deactivate two cylinders at once. Mm -hmm. um, on the OBS, you've got basically one bank. You can you know, deactivate the passenger side or the driver side. Right. I was like, cool. So you know, first things first. If it smells like fuel, get underneath the hood. Uh, disconnect, you know, the, say the passenger side. Start the truck. Yes, it's going to run like shit. Okay, yeah. you're running on four cylinders. What you're doing here is you're trying to find which side runs worse, basically, or which right. one runs better, if you will. Yeah. Like, let's say you, you disconnect it, and it's like it runs like shit, but there's basically no white smoke. You plug it back in. White smoke. Okay. At least you've narrowed down, like, the issue is more than likely on this side. Sure. If you, t you know, if it's white smoke, no matter what, then at that point, it's kind of like pick your poison left or right. I don't care what you want to do. Well, at that point, when you, I mean... What I would probably do, like I, I would just pull the injectors out. I'm like, why not? I mean, I agree. Why not? But like, why? I, I would rather try and and Here's get a, narrow down a little sure. bit more before you start yanking but, stuff out. Like I said, it's probably an internal issue going on, anyways, mm -hmm. and those injectors are probably gonna have to come out regardless of what you're fixing. That's true. I, for maybe for, I would skip a couple of steps and just start pulling. Well, for, for me, it's more of a, a 
I don't want to say like a proof of concept, but it's like especially sure. when you're, you're at when least narrow it down to a side. Yeah, if you're on a budget. Yeah. And like I would rather, and this is like goes against like some of my other, like what I would recommend totally doing. But as far as like being on a strict budget, sometimes you gotta do stuff that may not always, you know, be the direct straight line. Tires breaking stuff over here. <laughs> direct straight line, but like I would even consider like if you you know let's say you narrow it down to a side. Yeah. Okay. Pull the valve cover off. Now you can start unplugging injectors one by one. First yeah. off, do a visual. If one injector just looks absolutely trash compared to the other ones, right? That's probably a pretty good place to start. Um, but if they, everything seems to be okay, next thing you do, you know, un you unplug one injector. You know, slap the valve cover back on real quick. What about a contribution test? You can do well. I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't have any tools. Okay. Auto ingenuity. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Yeah, auto ingenuity, <laughs> um, or even honestly, just having an edge insight will give you some really good in information on what's going on with the truck. But yeah, auto ingenuity probably be even better. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming this. I'm, I'm assuming this is all. Like, I'm trying to go like backyard test, right? Sure, sure. So you've narrowed it down one side to the other. Get the valve cover off. Okay, everything seems to be okay. Unplug one injector, start the truck. And this is the same thing as with the other, like unplugging the banks. You're not trying to, it's going to run like crap, but you're trying to find which one makes the truck run the worst. Right. <clears throat> Let's say you do find the one that makes the truck run the worst. Then I 100% you know, agree, pull the injector. Or, yeah. I mean, first off, do a really good visual on it. Like yeah. a really good visual. You know, look down at the push rod. Make sure the push rod's not like totally, you know, kinked. Or right. something like that, you know. Shake the rockers. Make sure you don't have a rocker hanging off, you know. And the reason I'm trying to like avoid pulling an injector this fast is if it's, it's two. There's a couple things. If it is actually an injector cup, let's say this truck is sitting in his driveway and it's an injector cup, and he's got to get it into a garage or something like that. He's mm -hmm. getting towed. Like you're not running with no injector in a hole. Right. Yeah. So at least if you, you've done everything you can before you pull the injector, it's like, okay, I'm going to pull this injector. It's a good chance the cup may come with it. Yeah. I may fuck something else up right around it. So I need to park this thing where I can work on it. Yeah. In my head, that's what I'd be doing. Um, so, you know, give the really, really good visual inspection around it. Maybe you've got, you see all of a sudden you've got a wiring harness that's like fried. All right. Well, that's not going to help. Well, let's fix the wiring harness. Did right. the issue stop? No. Okay. Well, at least we found one issue. Yeah. Um, and trust me, I've talked with this many miles. You're gonna find, you're gonna find lots of little things. You're gonna find some O-rings. <laughs> maybe you should buy some O-rings, bro. <laughs> some O-rings. Maybe some some connectors. A couple O-rings. All Ben wants for Christmas. <laughs> O-rings, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then pull the injector out. If you find that one injector seems to make it run really bad, you pull that one injector out, and you notice that like one of the O-rings is completely toasted, and the cup didn't come with it or anything like that. Well, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be getting an O-ring kit for freaking $6, a Dorman one at O'Reilly's. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clean that bore out as best you can, slap that injector back in, and see if the problem got any better at least. Yeah. Yeah. And just know that, like, okay, now you're on a, you're on a clock, you know. Mm -hmm. Chances are all the other injectors are probably going to have that same thing because if that one O-ring has failed, all the other O-rings are probably pretty close behind it. Yeah. Uh, but at least you've now got proof of concept. And it's not the cups. Well, I, also, I will say... <laughs> if he he said he's got about fifteen hundred bucks to spend, yeah, okay, to fix this thing, you've already got a high mileage truck. Mm -hmm. It would behoove you to possibly invest in a good scan tool to do 100%. diagnosing on your truck, yes. because that's going to save you a lot of time and it's going to save you money, especially if you have to end up taking it to a shop mm -hmm. and have them do the diagnosing. And this that's is a all, really good point. This is all still also thinking of like 
if it is just an injector, it's going to cost you like less than $200 to fix. Yeah. It's a, oh, well, you're in a scan tool for 400 bucks. If that, like what's the auto ingenuities now? Are they still under 400 bucks or are they 399? They're probably, I think they're like 399. We'll call, we'll call yeah. 400 bucks, but you're in it less than 600 bucks. Yeah. And you have a scan tool that you could diagnose your truck even better in the future, especially if you want to use this for a side hustle, mm-hmm. you're going to want to try to keep that thing on the road at all times. Totally. No, that was, that was a yes. Yes. Well, everything Tyler <laughs> just said, yes. Um, you should definitely invest in some sort of good uh, diagnosing equipment. Yeah, and learn 100%. how to use it. Learn how to use it. Um, <laughs> and don't be afraid to, uh, and I mean this with every single joke aside, <laughs> buy some O-rings, man. <laughs> it's going to leak, okay? You just should put together like a Ben's O-ring kit. Like has all the O rings for like the entire engine. I've honestly just O rings, nothing else. I've honestly kind of thought about it because I've gone through my my little case that I have full of O rings, and <laughs> I have probably in in multiples uh, tons of different O rings on there. Just because <laughs> there is nothing worse than like being you know halfway into working on like you know replacing the turbo or, or yeah. something like that, you notice a fuel lines leaking. You and need it's an like, O-ring. I gotta go find that O-ring. Like, no, I've got tons of extras. <laughs> We're good to go. Like, I've been saving up O-rings for you, dude. I'm gonna have a stack of O-rings. You're gonna shit yourself. <laughs> so the uh, auto ingenuity with the domestic bundle, nine hundred. Okay, what's well, just Ford though? Uh, what's the Ford bundle? Let's see. It used to be three sixty. I'm pretty sure three ninety nine now. I'm pretty sure. Are we talking like the the whole Ford expansion that just came out, the O three to twenty one? The the mm-hmm. Ford package. Uh, five ninety nine ninety five. Wow. Okay. So okay. Six hundred bucks. Still. I mean, at that point, I'd probably just splurge for the domestic for any other vehicle I would have. Yeah, I mean, it depends. you can always add expansions later. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, but yeah, wow, those went up. They did. They must be much better <laughs> than what they used to be. We should probably find out why they went up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they went to the wireless uh, little like dongle. Uh-huh. I don't know why they call it a dongle. I know. <laughs> but the dongle that plugs in. such a stupid technical term, yeah. but everybody uses it. Yeah, I know they made it a lot easier because before they had to, it was it was a disc. And then people bought laptops that didn't have a disc drive. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this all these changes probably hap- happened uh, after you started working here. Ford bundle. No, oh, I mean our, before, sorry. Before. Our podcast laptop doesn't have the CD drive. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. None of no new ones do. I know. You gotta buy that extra little little bugger. I haven't bought a disc like for anything in like fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Probably longer than that. Yeah, it sucks if you're like me. Like, do you they still like a sell CDs? Copy of like uh, that's what I was gonna go on. Yeah. <laughs> like most stores, like you have to go to like an actual music store now to get CDs. Yeah. Wow. So it's called the mongoose now. Correct. It's called the Mongoose. Yeah, Auto Ingenuity PC Mongoose Scan Tool. O three. That's uh, that's, that's the O three twenty one four expansion. It's yeah, not going to cover seven threes. Six O's. Yeah. So he's got to go to the just the normal four bundle. Um, the SP O three. Three ninety nine ninety five. Four bundle. Include. What now? It says discontinued. This is horseshit. I'm going to figure this out. Software only. Ford expansion. Okay, so the Ford expansion is still available. So we got to. Fi- I have to. 
I think the base unit itself is like two ninety nine. Yeah, so the software only is two hundred bucks. I'm sure there's some sort of yeah. We're gonna have to look into that, and we're gonna. Anyways, it's still a good idea. <laughs> still a good idea to get some diagnostic tools on there, especially if you're gonna be keeping that truck for a long time, especially as a seven three owner. If you're a 73 owner operator, you need to be able to diagnose everything. And trust me, once you get comfortable diagnosing 73 stuff, every other diesel engine, especially common rail, yeah. you're like, <laughs> ah, it's easy. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I will agree with you on that. Oh, man. So, yeah, continuing on our diagnostic journey here. Yeah, so at that point, I mean, if you if you pull the injector out and it does look toast, replace it as needed or at least put some O-rings on it, um, knowing that you're probably going to be in there doing a set of injectors. Um, if this is just a work truck, uh, the best bang for the buck as far as stock replacement injectors, a full four stock injectors, you can get a set for like ten ninety nine. Right around there. Yeah, right around there. Close Less to than 1200 bucks, we'll yeah. say. Um, for f just stock output, if you want to get something a little bit bigger, and this is going to be used for a plow truck, I probably just get a set of 160s. Those are probably going to run you about 12.99, um, right in there. You are going to get custom single shot tuning. So if you haven't tuned the truck, um, then I honestly would just go with a set of stocks. So if this is a work truck, yeah, just keep it a 100%. stock injector. I mean, you're, it will be especially for a plow truck. You just yeah, Mark used his 7.3 as a plow truck, and that thing yeah. rocked with stock injectors with that old e uh, Edge Evo tuner. Yeah. Was it Evo? Yeah, the handheld. Yeah, look like a Nintendo controller. Briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're good. They're good plow trucks. Good, and, good and heavy. Straight axle. Good front Leaf end. Spring. Leaf sprung. Yeah, like perfect plow truck. Yeah, everybody talks about like because I feel like you tend to see a lot of like the early two thousands GM trucks yeah. as uh, plow trucks, which I get. Well, they're relatively cheap. They're relatively cheap, and they're a dime a dozen. They're yeah. everywhere, and the parts are easy to fix, and they're I mean they're they're robust. Yeah. Um, but the the biggest drawback there is the front suspension. The whole front end. The whole front end. <laughs> yeah. um, it's completely toast the entire time. Um, You've got but, 18 joints for your steering system. Yeah. Just plan Shit on this wears thing. out. Yeah. Plan on never going over 30 miles an hour. Never. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, with, with a you know solid axle Ford truck, you get a brute on the front of that thing. Yeah. Like the... Uh, if if it were me and today someone said I need you to like I need a ranch truck or I need a truck that I just ha I'm gonna neglect and beat the living shit out of um, in, this is for even if you're not a diesel guy I would be looking for a 99 to 2004 uh, you know F2 350 diesel or gas I mean preference on yeah. your preference at that point I mean shit get a V10 get the you know get a five forward it i don't care if you just need something to be a ranch truck because you can like <laughs> every single part on the front end of that truck can be absolutely shot and still work and still work yeah i would even go as far i mean i'm you know everybody knows i'm a cummins guy through and through as far as a, like a plow truck i would say a ford yeah <laughs> they, just, they just can take it they i mean they just can take it yeah. I mean, if you do like a second-gen Ram, you probably hit the first snow pile and your dash will fall in your lap. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I just saw uh, control arm going, Ding, yeah, and then, and, then, and then you hit it a second time, your whole front end, freaking whole steering kit bows out and blow out a freaking ball joint. And then your four-wheel drive actuator gets water in it and it freaking freezes up. And you got now you got it's either stuck in four-wheel drive or it's a two-wheel drive. Well, and then think about what a plow truck does. Forward, yeah. reverse, forward, forward reverse, forward, reverse. Oh, forward, yeah. Forward, and, and your 40 RE is like, boom! 40, uh, well, 40, 47 RE uh, is pretty hating life at that point. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> just the only thing good going for them is like second gens. They got a Dana 80 in the back. Yeah. A lot of them. There's yeah, Dana 70s or good. Dana 80, but hey, that front end freaking blows on those trucks. <laughs> I'll be the first to say it. Engine's good, though. I mean, I, you, you'd look good and sound good doing it. <laughs> yeah. Sound great. Yeah. <laughs> just freaking just blowing out freaking second and third gear in that transmission. <laughs> just over revving. Yeah. yeah. That's just no. feeding yeah. it the R's. Yeah. I'm sure your neighborhood would love you, too, because uh, VP trucks are notoriously just the cleanest running trucks ever. Yeah. Especially low RPM, you know, high throttle. Do you know what someone throttle. told me the other day? What? That 7.3s are quieter than Cummins. <laughs> it was Mark. And I'm like, Mark, Mark no, Mark, they're not. He's no. like, dude, you're crazy, man. Those Cummins are so loud. I'm like, Mark, have you not drove your 7.3 in a while? Literally sounds like I filled a 10-cup yeah. full of bolts and just shake them around. I mean, like you can't tell me that that the 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 the, the uh, Cummins is louder. Than I would have to assume power he's like comparing it to three. a straight pipe third gen. I don't know what he was comparing that it to. Gotta, he even said like a first gen is is loud. I'm like a first gen hums like it's like yeah. a freaking Rolex watch. Like those things just like they're not loud whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I was I'm like I'm not stumped. even gonna argue with you, dude. I'm not even gonna argue with you. <laughs> I think the only time that's true is going to be specifically on third gen 5.9. Straight pipe straight in the pipes, R's. In the R's, like 5 inch. But it still sounds smooth. It, but it's real cackly. I think maybe he's... When you're in the R's. I, well, or under a load, at least. Yeah, but if you're just like startup idle. Like yeah. you're telling me a 7.3 is quieter? Oh, no way. Get out of your mind. Maybe like <laughs> a, a, if you happen to find a, a 7.3 with stock exhaust. Well, they're quieter cap. when they're not running. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. That was wild. Yeah, as a seven three guy, I'm gonna call uh, bullshit. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank sorry, Mark. Golly, <laughs> have another drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know in the comments if you've ever seen <laughs> a Cummins be like idle. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But yeah. Uh, oh. My lord, Ben, get it together. I just swallowed a golf ball snot. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we've got some uh, so for you, Power Show guys. I actually got uh, we had some reviews of uh, we had a couple new reviews. The two of them that um, really stand out to me are one guy asking for more six O content and one guy asking for more seven three stuff. <laughs> it's like wow, like I'm just gonna sit here in the back and not say anything. But for six O guys, I don't know if you. Well, this will come out after that episode we called Life Motorsports, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to have him on the podcast. Yeah. I got to get Cole back on the phone, and we're going to get some on the books here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know his last – I can't remember his last name, but he uh, – owner-operator of Life Motorsports, L-Y-F-E, uh, and they do a lot of uh, R35. Scott. GTR. GTR. <laughs> GTR Fast, stuff. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Uh, a lot of those, um, and they put a six zero and one to the uh, attempt to do the Pikes Peak. Yeah. Um, I'm hope I'm gonna have to brief him on it because I'm like, just so you know, we're gonna grill you a little bit. Well, we're just gonna ask you about problems, oiling problems that you ran. I mean, we may, we Anybody can read the article, yeah. but they ran into some oiling issues, which huh, imagine that. Um, but uh, I, my first, my first, if you guys have any, well, this will. Yeah, this will be out before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions that you want us to ask them, we certainly will. 
anything. Um, but my first question is, how many GTR guys did you guys just brutally piss off? Because I'm sure, like, the GTR crew is, like, pretty, you know, like, GTRs only. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even if you probably LS-swapped one, they'd be like, fuck you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. they'd. I mean... <laughs> I would assume I don't know if there's a certain type of car that that because uh, <clears throat> I know diesel guys are like that. You know, when you start swapping things around, and you that you don't stay to true a point. To, it. to a point, I think the the, the power show guys swapping Cummins in, like they're they're cool. Yeah, but you start doing like a a Duramax and a Ford, or like a Duramax and a, and a Dodge. Yeah, like that's when shit starts getting weird. Yeah, or, or Cummins into a GM platform. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why that is, but yeah, like the only acceptable <laughs> like well, diesel I, swap is a Cummins. And a I think it's truck. because at least when you put when you make a Cummins, you're taking, you know, the undoubtedly best part about a Cummins truck. It's the fucking name. Yeah, it's a Cummins engine. Again, seven three guy. I got respect for uh, the inline six Cummins engines. Like I, I. I I know. You get it. I get it. I yeah. freaking get it. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then you take probably the undoubtedly best part about Ford throughout the years: chassis, yeah. body, interior, you know, everything else, everything trans- else, transmission. And, and we're not saying yeah. seven three sucks. Right? Yeah, but like the if you were to take like if nine times out of ten, if you told someone, you know, if you could, you know, mash together whatever truck you want, it would be like oh five nine and like an like a six seven power stroke or five nine a super duty power. You know, yeah, it, it's it's always putting a, a Cummins engine Indeed. into a platform, yeah, yeah. specifically the Ford platform. Yeah, and so it's like it's like the, the Cummins guys are like, yeah, we know our trucks suck, but the engines tight. Yeah. And the Ford <laughs> guys are like, yeah, our engines aren't always the best, but the whole everything around the truck, like literally, you take the engine out, yeah. like our cooling package is good, our motor mounts are good, <laughs> the yeah. bell housing is good, the transmission's good, yeah. everything literally around the engine and is then, really good. Yeah, the so Duramax you, guys are just like. I love spring flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long walks on the beach. Someday I'll be a real man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Do you, do you know what I was thinking about the other day? I was driving down the road. You know how like, like, semi truck platform. Like you could get like a Kenworth, and you could like pick your engine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I wish they did that with trucks. Like there was like this one platform. Like there's one. Like call it. We'll call it uh, uh, whatever truck. Uh, we'll call it the whatever truck. Maybe the Atlas. Yeah. Not that thing. Yeah. But like, but similar to what they're doing as far as with a platform. Like they give you a body. Um, you know the chassis mm-hmm. axles, like everything that's like rock solid. And it's like okay, you can pick your engine, you pick your transmission, and mm-hmm. these are all like interchangeable through its life. Like that would be so cool, yeah. But that obviously is not going to happen because people people have you know manufacturers have contracts with these engines, blah 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 blah. Right, right. But like for an aftermarket guy, just be like, yeah, dude, I buy, I buy you know brand new, you know engines and transmissions, and I make wiring harnesses for them, and I build these trucks, and this is my truck body, and this is my chassis, mm-hmm. and here it is. Like, if you think about it, like what hundred thousand dollar truck? Well, guess what? They're already a hundred thousand dollars. Really, it's true. <sighs> Anyways, that's going to about wrap this one up, everybody. We greatly appreciate all you guys tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Yup. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.